0: your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply
1: last week i didn't need anybody to hit you with that stunner and pin you one two three in the middle of that ring And the bottom line, wink wink, is that I never meant to take Kofi Kingston's opportunity. But this Sunday at Fastlane, it is absolutely 100% my intention to beat you again. And when I do, I'm taking the WWE title from you.
0: As if they don't have too much on their plate. The Kings of Combat Sports podcast, John and Wade talk about the things they did that
1: day. We'll analyze the work of Vince and Wanna smack SMAC într- SMAC> SMAC down. SMAC down. SMAC down. Hi everybody, it's John Pollock and waiting. Welcome to Rewind a Smackdown where Wei Ting is being presented by Modern Technology, and I am barely clinging on as 2019 is just kicking my ass. How are you, Wei? I'm good, man. You sound a little bit different today. How do I sound different? You're all like distorted and shit. Is my audio distorted, or are you just saying that metaphorically, like, I, like my, my mind is distorted? Because I'll, I'll take the latter. Um, I,
0: I haven't spoken to you enough to determine your psychological distortion yet, but no, I was referring to
1: the audio quality, of course. So what happened? Well, I got home today and I put my laptop downstairs in my office. I plugged it in. I turned it on, went upstairs, came back down. The screen was not on. I said I could have sworn that I turned my computer on. Stupid me, I must not have. So I hit the button and I see a light. That's good. I am seeing a light, but there's no screen. And I I was very proud of my self-control that I did not lift this laptop and throw it against the wall because that was the visual I had. That is the rage I had within me way. I was going total Bruce Banner and my laptop is dead. This thing... I fucking fixed this thing six months ago, and it's already dead again. And I'm expecting to go get this fixed tomorrow and have the last rights written on this laptop. It's been several months since I did a major backup, so I'm probably going to lose tons of shit on there. My own fucking fault. So my my patience has been worn very thin tonight. So, man, I, I, I'm really hoping you can just uh, talk me off the ledge.
0: I'll try my best, man. But um, yeah, I, is this the same laptop that you spilled like
1: tea on way back? Well, uh, technically yes, but then I, I had the I had the motherboard uh, fixed from that. That was a, that was another painful ordeal with this laptop. So yeah, I've been through a lot with this damn laptop. Uh, and I, I think we're at the point now where, you know, it's it's not you, it's me. And I think it's time that we go see other people.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're due for an upgrade, so uh, all the best, man, because uh, it's like, a, it can be a bit of a mini crisis when, I guess, either of our computers goes down, because it's, it's all we oh, use. Oh, it's terrific this
1: week. I have, all of my notes for the double shot tonight are on that laptop, so. Why man. don't you, why don't you get Dropbox? Uh, well, I, way I, I didn't have that, um that prediction in mind i have dropbox but i i don't i I did not save all my stuff to dropbox so they're all on my other laptop oh okay it's good for your privacy as well i guess yeah wouldn't want all my secret notes about ecw's 2006 relaunch to get um taken by a cyber thief and and posted out there without my knowledge yeah so the double shot will be a lot of fun tonight as I try to recall what I what I've watched over the last uh week and Way will will guide me through this like I am uh uh like I'm El Gigante and Way is my Ric Flair. So we'll see how that one goes. And yeah, what else is going on, Way? What what else can we uh
0: discuss? Yeah, as usual, I think we'll be talking a bit about Total Bellas, a bit about being the elite and uh, as well um did you have a chance to watch Chronicle with Roman Reigns?
1: I watched all of it, way. I watched a lot of it. So Wonderful. my mental recall better be sharp tonight. I watched okay. that. I watched the the Untold. And I was going to do a, another recap, but I'm throwing that out the window. That isn't going to happen. But we're going to chat about at least those four items. You've seen Total Bellas and Being the Elite. So I very much look forward to hearing from you about Total Bellas and the filler episode of Being the Elite, which when I saw that title, I... I, I was very hesitant to even bother. Yeah. Wait, wait, we'll let us know if it was a worthwhile click or not. Sure. So I did want to mention off the top, our live show. Once again, we're going to hammer this over everybody's head because it is coming up on Sunday, April the 7th at noon Eastern time at the Broadway comedy club. And I've got to say, way I've been, I've been pretty happy with the, the ticket performance so far. How about you?
0: yeah i am too i think for me it's already exceeded it so um
1: we haven't been embarrassed is what you're saying well people still have to show up what if that's true they couldn't well they could no show we could at least at least we have a number of tickets sold that we're pretty happy
0: with what if we get into like a 50 cent jao rule situation where like 50 cent buys all the tickets to like our show (laughs) just to kind of take up all the seats and then nobody shows up Like, if a rival podcast, or maybe 50 Cent himself, for for some reason, wants to get at us. If he's buying that amount of
1: tickets, I'll do a podcast just for 50 Cent. Or for nobody. Or no one, yeah, does he even show up? Maybe not. Well, joke's on him. I mean, it's a win (laughs) for us, right? Yeah. What a great story that would be. So we showed up, and 50 Cent had bought out the entire broadway comedy club for Mm -hmm. us so we did a podcast for nobody will that be uh i i don't think that'll happen
0: i um but uh sure yeah no i i'm i'm pretty happy
1: so far yeah it'll be get rich or die podcasting yeah the waiting and john pollock story in 2019 so if you want to join uh, 50 cent and some of your other friends you can do so postwrestling.com slash live we're going to be doing a meet and greet both before and after the q a portion so if you want to show up at 11 a.m we're going to be doing a meet and greet for an hour beforehand and then the q a will be from 12 to 1 30 and then a a q a immediately following that portion so uh Plenty of time to hang out for the meet-and-greet. We're also going to have some very cool merchandise on sale that uh, our man Robert has been designing that looks uh, pretty slick. Yeah, Robert designed an exclusive
0: poster and uh, a t-shirt that we're going to print the poster on. And we're only printing about 50 of these, so uh, they're they're excellent. I posted it in our latest a um, uh, um, post-mortem update that just went out to all of our patrons. It's also up at uh, postwrestlingcom slash live, so... Take a look at it. And if you want to grab one of those shirts, grab them um,
1: early because there aren't too many sizes of each. Correct. So uh, and go check out some of the merchandise at store.postwrestling.com, which I was perusing today before my laptop died. And maybe my my laptop was just so amazed by our new poster boy, Wei Ting, who just looks fantastic on the front there with that, that hat pose. Well, we needed somebody to put the hat on. Wait, and... You could be a professional hat model, I feel A sure. professional model, I don't even have to qualify By <laughs> hat I mean, I, dude, do you know The, the frightened looks, if that was me? No, I, I don't know that I
0: certainly oh, don't I, do. I, I know that, I 100% know that I would love to test that theory So, I mean, I, I certainly, I knew that You weren't about to pose with the photo So I just did it myself But I think for our next piece of uh, uh clothing I think you should be the one to wear it No way
1: I I I I have to look at that picture of myself wearing that T-shirt on our site, and that that alone is uh, it's a humbling experience every day when I have to go to our site. Well, I guess at some point you just have to stop caring. I do. I, you're right. You're right. I, I I will get to that point. So there you go store.postwrestling.com a quick reminder of some of the shows coming up this week we've got a new British wrestling experience dropping Wednesday Will Cooling stopping by with Benno and Martin Bushby to get you all caught up to speed on the UK wrestling scene and uh, probably venturing into ireland as well uh, then on thursday we've got the cafe hangout live at 3 p.m eastern time for our double double ice cap and espresso subscribers we'll do a fast lane preview and who knows what else on that show plus up next with Braden and davy davy is back from his trip to the uk friday davy is going to be returning to the post office as he joins myself and way for a review of thor the dark world
0: that's right yeah i'm excited to talk about this one with you and with davy uh i haven't started it yet but um i will i look forward to it a day ahead of a uh, captain actually on the day of captain... captain marvel's release so cool correct
1: and then what do we have on the weekend it is fast lane Our Fastlane post show will be live immediately after the show. Again, if you're a Double Double, ice cap, or Espresso subscriber, that gives you access to all of our live video streams, including the post-pay-per-view podcast that Wayne and I do. So you can tune in live for that, and we'll be taking calls. And then the podcast version will be up free later that night. A busy weekend, as always. As always, yeah. All right. Let us get into some of the news that is uh, going on. Um... The latest uh, that I've been able to gather about Tommaso Ciampa is that um, he's hurt, he's out, and next week's NXT television tapings, uh, they will be addressing uh, what is going on with him. But uh, as you can see, he's been pulled from some upcoming events. And yeah, it it looks like they're going to have to address it at the tapings next week. And it sounds like he's facing surgery. So that's going to be, um, you know, it's, not looking good in terms of uh takeover if he's like I-, I was told directly today he is facing surgery either this week or next week so that's kind of the timing of things at the moment and it sounds like they are awaiting to address it at next week's nxt tapings which are the final tapings before uh, takeover
0: what a strange turn of events for his career over the past several months i mean Everything, so much happening at once and, you know, to have it all end with potentially uh, an operation. Um, I I mean, you know, again, it's never really a good time for something like this to happen. But I hope, you know, he's able to make a great comeback so that a lot of these loose ends could be, you know, finalized. I mean, if he's not a part of this takeover, you have to wonder what Johnny Gargano's plans are going to be. Will he continue to stay in NXT or, or will they just pick everything back up? Well, uh, once everybody's healthy and 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 up on the main roster,
1: yeah, it's a great question. I would say, just completely guessing here on my part, I, I would say that the main roster stuff should probably be put on hold, and you bring them back when when they're ready, or you or you have a plan post WrestleMania for at least Gargano, and uh, like I would assume Gargano is going to be heavily involved in Takeover, and maybe he just stays. On the nxt brand going into wrestlemania that would be one thought
0: yeah that certainly would be i think better for for him you know and i don't certain. i don't know what role he would have at, at on the main roster from now until wrestlemania
1: uh so we will keep uh we will keep monitored on that story but that was the latest i was told as of uh wednesday that um that's the status of tomaso champa at the moment because i know a lot of people are curious What else do we have going on? Uh, the Roman Reigns stuff. Uh, we will talk about this more on the double shot, but if you did watch that episode of Chronicle, he does go more in depth into his leukemia diagnosis and the fact that he was diagnosed with CML, which is, uh, they were able to catch in the earlier stages. And as he described it, it was, you know, that's when you want to be able, that's kind of the form you want to be able to catch. And especially early, uh, and that, uh, Obviously, there there's no form of cancer that is, uh, you know, it's just looking at the the degrees of what he had to deal with. Uh, this he was able to combat with a uh, just through a pill. He was able to take a, a pill uh, as his chemotherapy, and while there were side effects, um, obviously this proved to be uh, his body took to it very positively in quick fashion.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, he talked a lot about you know advances actually occurring in. This field and and him being a great example of of someone that's really benefited from technology. So, we'll talk a bit more about that later on.
1: Uh, Oscar, we we had the update on Rewind to Raw. She had stated that she was okay. It was a back injury, not neck or concussion related, but it was. Uh, She was supposed to have a singles match with Sonya Deville on tonight's episode of SmackDown. Uh, That match didn't happen, but Asuka did get involved physically. So it seems the match is a go for Sunday. And I would imagine it was just, you know, just as a precaution. Why why put her in a match on Tuesday night and just keep her healthy for the pay-per-view on Sunday? But it seems it appears that she's okay because if there wasn't, uh, I wouldn't have seen her getting involved physically on Tuesday's show. I'm happy to
0: hear that they're taking enough precaution to to end matches if they feel like something was
1: that off, rather than having people try to continue Definitely, I mean th- that's that's largely like the, the company is pretty proactive now when it comes to being overly cautious, and I, I think that's one area that they have made enormous strides in over the past decade when it comes to um, being super cautious when it comes to when when they're allowing performers to come out and doing things like that you're right ending matches uh, that just absolutely do not need a finish and i hope that that's a mentality that more and more is accepted by the performers that if there is a serious issue it's not imperative that we we end things uh we just got our way through and potentially make things worse mm-hmm. uh some other things going on did you see the spring break video with joey Janella?
0: yeah it was excellent i mean it didn't really Man. announce anything but um well he's coming back. Well, I guess I figured, but um yeah, yeah, I guess okay, that's the
1: news. Yeah. He's wrestling. That's yeah. Great, so right. this this video it had you know, we had a newspaper that was declaring that the indies are dead and then all the, the people on the that were missing that we had these missing posters on the wall of all the guys that have signed, including the former editor, Jean Carlo. Oh, he listed, listed there as well. Oh, great. he was on there too. And then it announces at the end, Joey Janela returns at, at spring break three over WrestleMania weekend. And yeah, Joey Janela has been out with a left knee injury that he just destroyed in that match with psychosis last September. So, uh, coming back in April, he had, you know, he just had a laundry list of injuries that he did to that knee. Um, that's going to be, you know, that, that, those two shows are going to be among the hottest that weekend. They sold out immediately at the White Eagle Hall. And yeah, certainly they're going to be uh, big shows WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. And that is about it on the news front. You can go to postwrestling.com to get all the latest news uh, happening in the world of wrestling. Refer to my longhand notes of SmackDown from Tuesday night in beautiful Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. I cannot. Recall the last time way that I took notes for a show using a p- uh, pen and paper. Mm. This Maybe was a probably a live show. It would have been a live show. You're correct. Um, so here we go. It started off with Daniel Bryan and Rowan. They were in the ring and we had a recap of last week's uh, whole angle involving Kofi Kingston out. Kevin Owens in and Bryan demanded that the fans be silent and Rowan got on the mic and said, shut up. I said, shut up. There was a Kofi chant. Brian called Kofi a supporting player and said that he threw out pancakes and then mentioned Owens as the man who eats pancakes. And Owens is just like you people. He looks like you, he thinks like you, and he does not deserve a title shot. He's a nobody. But a nobody is a somebody with nothing to lose. And then Owens comes out to a huge pop. He says that during his time off, he was part of the WWE universe, sitting on his couch, and calls Brian a maniac. He threw a title into the trash, and now he's going to shut his mouth. Which Brian came back saying, well, maybe it's your mouth that you should keep shut as a fat joke and mentioned his empty calories that he takes in. Owens called him out for the easy fat jokes, and then they argued who was being more lowbrow, and Owens said he's just like the people. But Brian points out he has no friends left, and Owens explains he did not mean to take Kofi Kingston's shot, and he comes in, nails Rowan, and it leads to a stunner attempt by Owens, but he's stopped by the Rowan claw, and this would lead to the match being set up later in the night between Kevin Owens and Rowan and trying to establish Kevin Owens here as the babyface, which I could see some confusion last week in the nature of which he's brought out as Vince McMahon's choice to be in this match and no Vince McMahon on this show and uh, a much more clean representation of the babyface and the heel dynamic.
0: Very much so. I thought, in fact, Kevin Owens did every babyface thing right here. You know, he proudly accepts his comparisons to the audience he fully embraces being average and it also i think tells me what those selfie videos were meant to be they were perhaps meant to showcase kevin owens as some type of everyman somebody who drops his phone somebody who can't bowl well uh somebody who has strong opinion on hawaiian pizza i suppose those were attempts to get him to relate to everybody else and uh how successful those were i think that's very debatable but it seems like this is for now the Kevin Owens babyface character. He is a guy who is very average, and he represents us all. Uh, but you know, to that end, I thought he did a great job being embracing that babyface everyman. You know, he he'd he'd rather be an imperfect person than be an asshole, an elitist asshole like Daniel Bryan. Uh, he also in this promo he established his, his new finisher, reminded the audience that he's now doing the stunner. And uh, I guess another sign, you know, like you can't do the stunner and not get cheered. So uh, another clear baby face, you know, a uh, tool for him. And at the end here, he did not back down to the giant nor the two on one advantage. So I thought all of this was like really good textbook baby face and heel stuff.
1: Yeah, it was almost as though they had to almost hit the reset on Kevin Owens because last week, It just felt the Vince McMahon involvement just made this so – just clouded the whole presentation of Kevin Owens. Like now he – like he really is the antithesis of not just Brian but also Vince McMahon. Like this is – there is no connection between those two that it almost begs the question why they they couldn't come up with an alternate introduction of Owens without utilizing Vince McMahon. Absolutely. Yeah, the way Vince was
0: talking him up, I mean he's talking Kevin Owens up like like he's – uh, a box office straw or something like that. Somebody who, you know, you, you picture would represent more of a, a corporate choice. And that's not this Kevin Owens character at all. At all. So either there is some miscommunication there or maybe, the, you know, there's more in store for this Kevin Owens character. And maybe after Fastlane, he might go a different route. I'm not sure. But at least this week heading into this match with Brian, he is a very
1: clear baby face. First match of the show was Jay Uso versus The Miz. First the Usos came out and cut a promo. They were sick of Shane and Miz's bromance and then Jay tried this like California accent to mock The Miz. I think it was Jimmy. Was it Jimmy? Okay. I, so. I don't I don't want to get the name wrong here who was uh, trying this, but uh man this this did not hit.
0: Well, he's t- trying to talk like Shane McMahon, I mean, I thought it was
1: pretty funny. All right. he They brought up Shane's shoe game, and that was the promo. They talked about so, their shoe game, and Jay
0: actually agrees that Shane, I mean, you know, has a better shoe game than, than them. And then Jimmy cuts them off and says, that, that ain't the point. And Jay says, oh, yeah, yeah, that's not the
1: point. I th- I thought it was really good. I really got annoyed that they missed the shoe so pun. Mm. No. That's kind of what I grade a promo on. Shane comes out, says that they are the best tag team in the world, and then Miz cuts a promo that he's going to make Cleveland and his dad proud and get the tag titles this Sunday, pretty much confirming that he is not going to be making Cleveland or his dad proud or getting the tag titles on Sunday. That would be my hunch. Probably
0: not. No,
1: I think we're getting ready for a big letdown. The Miz mm-hmm. in its hometown on Sunday. Samoan drop is delivered by Jay. Then a hip attack splash, but Miz gets the feet up. Shane takes out Jimmy with a clothesline off the steps when Jimmy gets involved and it leads to Miz hitting the skull crushing finale, pinning Jay Uso in two twenty one matches on this show. We had one that got some time, but uh, largely racing through a lot of matches on this show. So this only getting just over two minutes.
0: Yeah, they're very quick matches. And I think what, what, kind of surprised me about this match was that they actually had jimmy here help jade by cheating and i found that to be kind of new because since when did the usos cheat i mean i didn't even know that they were heels did you catch that john the usos is heels yes yeah did you like like this promo to me felt like a total babyface promo they were making the audience laugh um at least even when, when they were heels, it didn't feel like they were blatant cheating types of heels. So
1: that surprised me. I think they're just kind of playing the role. It's like Shane and Miz have to be the babyfaces, especially with Miz and Cleveland on Sunday. So I think it kind of plays to the Usos having to kind of take that that role, even if they're not going to go hard with it beyond fast lane. Although they could. I mean, they, these guys would be fine as heels. Mm-hmm. Kayla was backstage with Charlotte, who has invited Becky tonight for a friendly discussion. I love these segments. Hold harmless agreement signings and then a friendly discussion. Yeah. This is what's what's uh, hooking you for the whole show. Can't wait to – I can't go to bed yet. i got to watch the friendly discussion tonight. <laughs> R-Truth and Carmella come out, and R-Truth talks about his childhood hero, John Cena, and – he now realizes John Cena did this open challenge every week, and he's already tired after one challenge last week. And Carmella tells him that, as Cena says, you never give up. But he says, Cena also said you can't see him, and R-Truth could see him on his posters on the wall, his, his the sheets on his bed. He's a big John Cena fan. That is R-Truth. Lacey Evans came out, not for the open challenge, but just to parade around, and then... She was followed by Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, and Andrade. So we have learned that just because you beat someone to the ring, uh, multiple people can answer the challenge. And we got a four-way. I mean, who knows what, what untapped power
0: these open challenges still have. I didn't know that this was possible. Can the whole locker room
1: empty and it's just a battle royal? I think theoretically. Yeah, because didn't we just last week establish this that Andrade came out, but then Ray sprinted in to beat him. Right. Although that ended up as a three-way, didn't it? I think so. Because Andrade was part of that. Well, anyway, we got the four-way here with uh, Truth defending the United States title. Tope Suicida by Joe early on to Andrade. Joe was in control. They're all on the floor. Went through the commercial break. Truth did the five-knuckle shuffle onto Joe and Ray, getting a two-count. And then he missed a scissors kick, and Joe went for the coquina clutch onto Truth, but it's broken up with a 6-1-9. Truth gets the roll-up on Ray, playing off of last week's finish, and Ray kicks out this time. Ray then hit the sliding splash to Truth on the floor, and Andrade followed with a sunset flip powerbomb to Ray onto the floor. Selena Vega came off the apron with a Hurricane Rana to truth. So Carmella took out Vega with a super kick. And then Rey is in the ring, hits a uh, Canadian destroyer and then a 619 to Andrade, follows with a frog splash. But Joe breaks it up. Uranagi is delivered to Andrade, who is still selling the effects of the 619 and Canadian destroyer. And Joe pins Andrade to win the United States title.
0: Mm-hmm. For a moment, I, I kind of forgot this was a title match because. Um... Uh it just felt like a bit of a match. But I thought it was really good as you'd expect from this crop, you know. This current mid-card on SmackDown I I really enjoy and I certainly wish that they, you know, were would be able to have as many matches together as the raw mid-card, because I think they're so much better. Um I was a little surprised at the title change here, with truth given that he he seems to be doing the Cena gimmick right now, but perhaps to carry this whole thing to Mania for a gag. Might not be the best use of the belt. And I think Truth can still do the Cena super fan thing even without the belt. I'm really happy to see Joe finally win something. You know, it's long overdue. Um, I guess the question is if this is actually leading to something for him at Mania or or if he's just going to hold on to it and be another invisible U.S. champion.
1: Yeah, I, I thought that this was the perfect time to end the R-Truth title reign. I think it was, it was was it got its charm and they got out before it dragged. So... I like that it's on Joe and the hope is that Joe will be uh, someone significant to hold this title. We will see. That's always been the hope. Whenever you put someone fresh with a title, we'll see if that actually plays itself out because this is a, it's a pretty dead title. Let's be honest. They showcase new day over in India for a PR tour, but announcing they will be at fast lane on Sunday. And Kayla interviewed Joe. He says he doesn't do dance breaks. Although I desperately wanted to see one after he put this idea out there and then he took a shot at John Cena and he doesn't pander to the masses and he's going to make everyone go night, night on the roster. Uh, Coincidence he brought up John Cena way. You know, that's the match I would certainly love to see at a
0: WrestleMania, but I felt like he was more just referencing our truth thing right now, right here.
1: I've heard that th- there is a plan for John Cena at WrestleMania, but I don't know who his opponent is. So um, Joe makes as much sense as anyone um, there to me. Like, I-, I think we're no one is expecting Lars Sullivan to be back at least this month going into WrestleMania. So when you're going up and down the roster, I mean, r- realistically, yeah, I-, I think Joe is as compelling truth. an argument as anyone.
0: Well, I-, I think he'll be doing something with our truth. Uh, we just don't know. You know whether it's a segment or a full blown match or anything.
1: I, I don't think it's going to be a match or anything like that. I, to me, that that's like a TV bit or something like that. I, that's I don't see what he see. did last year. Who's this? Cena. With r truth? No, he essentially had a bit last year. Right. Well, I I don't see it being with r truth at WrestleMania. Okay. But anyway, um, Alistair Black and Ricochet took on The Bar. Uh, first of all, they announced uh, the three-way Raw tag title match for Fastlane with The Revival defending against Gabe Gable and Rude and Ricochet and Aleister Black. So everyone assumed that match was coming out of Raw and it's been added to Fastlane, which should be a pretty good match, I think. Oh yeah, I think so. The Bar cut a promo stating that the Raw tag division does not measure up to them and Sheamus then sent Ricochet off the apron setting up the commercial. They were double-teaming Black. Cesaro, uh, landed on his feet off a back body drop and then Black hit him with the Black Mass and then flipped onto Sheamus on the floor. Ricochet hit the 630, pinning Cesaro. Pretty strong win for Aleister Black and Ricochet. And then in the post-match, Rusev and Nakamura came in, attacking Ricochet and Black, leading to the Hardys making the save for a big reaction, twist of fate to Rusev, poetry in motion onto the bar on the floor and Matt Hardy wearing a shirt right out of 1999 yeah this was something this shirt was man this was uh wow it's probably the first
0: time he could fit into it since 1999
1: i bet it was yeah it was like one of those like tight red shirts that he used to wear way back that looks like it's made out of like felt or something yeah and of course he took his shirt off again because he didn't lose all that weight just for one week's worth of tv oh of course not you yeah. got to show that off he looks excellent he looks tremendous like yeah. th- think of how how he had looked At that point in impact, uh, like years and years ago, like good for him. He's, he's in fantastic shape. Yeah. Mandy Rose came out with Sonya Deville and it was Mandy Rose versus Naomi. And during this match, Corey Graves mentioned he had 11 Red Bulls today. I do not recommend that for anybody. No. Deville distracted Naomi leading to a flying knee and the bed of roses by Mandy, to pin Naomi in 44 seconds. Yeah, very quick. And DeVille and Rose were walking backwards up the ramp, almost like, (laughs) it was almost goofy, like how they were just walking backwards for such a long distance. And then Asuka came out, attacking both of them, threw them both into the screen, and left. And that was the presence of Asuka on the show. I definitely forgot this match was happening
0: on Sunday. Um, of all the matches on the card, it it, it certainly feels like it's it's on the bottom rung of matches that have received any level of attention. So, um, you know, I guess Asuka, since she wasn't on the last show, she's due for some something at this pay per view, and um, I I can't see it being much more than just an, an exhibition
1: showcase for her. This is uh, this does qualify as something on the show. Kayla interviewed AJ Styles, who has very little going on, and he's upset about the Kofi Kingston situation, calling it wrong. And the McMahon said they were going to listen to the people, but they're not. And Randy Orton walks in and says, you're worried about someone else not being champion? No wonder it took you 15 years to get here. And he walks out. And I don't know, kind kind of a valid point by Randy Orton. Why aren't you concerned about being champion? You're not even on this pay-per-view. Hmm. That was that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think these two are really just in a holding pattern for fast lane. I mean, they're, they're not doing anything on the show. There's, you know, no heat between this program yet. So I hope there's something good planned for these two. I mean, I'm used to kind of seeing something with Randy that that's a lot more sinister than just kind of interrupting, uh, an interview with like a, I don't know. Um, witty comment uh, or insult so you know i i think he's the type to like go to wendy styles home and to like <laughs> do all that stuff so i i hope he's got something like that plan or they've got something like that plan for this feud after fast lane well i was
1: glad that they didn't just throw this onto fast lane because this this could be the wrestlemania match and it probably is i yeah. was waiting for aj to just like have a quick response asking randy what are you even here for? And why are you dressed to compete? What do you do here every week? You do very little around here. You he would ask
0: that about himself, actually.
1: I guess That's he could, true. yeah. They were both kind of just um, just wandering the, the halls of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania on a Tuesday night. There is another match that has been added to Fastlane. Rey Mysterio versus Andrade on mm. the kickoff. Yeah, I thought this was a program that that
0: I think had a lot of people's interest. Uh, the few matches that they've had on SmackDown, um, the fact that it's taking place at the kickoff, I kind of, I mean, I'm happy that that we're going to get another match, but at the same time, it being on the kickoff to me doesn't bode well for it having a spot at WrestleMania. Um, I also don't know how much attention it's going to receive because it's it's just
1: a kickoff match. Yeah, it's. Uh... You know, it'll be a good match. I mean, that's the positive. Uh, Most most of the kickoff matches are good matches. They're just they don't feel important before or after. But all these people are clamoring
0: for like, you know, hair versus mask. And it does not seem like they are treating this with
1: that level of importance at all. Kevin Owens versus Rowan. Brian is on commentary. He calls Kevin Owens an elite athlete with a lazy work ethic. And Owens attacks Daniel Bryan on commentary as he's calling him lazy. And Rowan stops him. Bryan attacks Owens. Quick DQ at a minute 41. The crowd was chanting for Sammy. There was no Sammy. But instead, there was Mustafa Ali who came out, blocked the claw slam, and... Then hit a hurricane rana to Rowan, sending him into the post. Brian landed a knee off the apron to Ali, and as he was going for the stomps in the ring, Owens stopped him, hit the stunner onto Brian, and then Owens and Ali stood together, and the moral of the story is that Kevin Owens has a new friend. Mm-hmm. Mustafa Ali. Yeah, okay. I
0: I I have kind of sensed the crowd maybe a little bit um cold for Ali's return. I, I think, you know, it's it's a reminder that he's still relatively new and I think it'll take a bit of rebuilding for him to get back to that level where he was at before. But he'll definitely get there quickly if they let him. Um, it makes me wonder, you know, how would a Sami Zayn fit into this program? Because I think politically and uh if you even follow on Twitter, like Sami Zayn very much falls in line with the, this Daniel Bryan character. So could he work uh as a baby face along with Kevin Owens? I kind of see him more as an ally of Daniel Bryan's
1: um, uh, certainly their their ideals line up. I I would very much like to have a break of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. but I I don't know if they feel they just have to attach the two together. Um, we'll find out. Um, they had a Captain Marvel trailer integrated with uh, the women from the WWE inserted into this. Is this the real Captain Marvel you would like to see? Was Stephanie McMahon ruling? Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't think so.
1: Charlotte came out for a friendly discussion. They were chanting for Becky, and then they recapped the angle from Raw. And uh, this was... What did you think of the editing job that they did uh, to cover Monday's angle? I thought it was fine. Yeah. The... As we suspected, the Ronda promo was supposed to go longer than it did. Oh, okay. So, I mean, she raced through that thing. So, was that why they had to do the Stephanie thing, or was that always a plan? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if um, the step. I'd be surprised if they did an entire interview as a as an audible, but I don't know. Um, I just know that Ronda's promo was supposed to go longer, and there there was definitely uh, scrambling going on. So, uh, and you could tell, like they had pretty much four minutes. By the time, like, they 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 just had to, to fill time at the end of that, and that included the, the Stephanie interview. So Charlotte is mocking the Becky chant as she comes out. She's on her crutch, and she says that she's gotten into both Charlotte and Ronnie's head, and Rhonda hit her with her best, and here she is still standing and ready to fight. She's got bad ribs, a bad knee, and a bad arm, But damaged people are the most dangerous because they have nothing to lose. And then they start fighting. Charlotte goes after her knee. But then Becky catches her with the disarmer and yells that she's going to rip her arm off. And the officials come in. Charlotte is able to roll out. And the crowd is chanting for Becky as she stands in the ring. And the show ends. Mm -hmm. This was not a friendly discussion as advertised. (laughs) They rarely are, you know. Um, you know, to me,
0: like for, for a feud that I think at one point was, was, you know, the talk of, of everything. I mean, it still is, it's still a, b- a very important program, but I think this particular match heading into fast lane feels just a little bit cold with the result perhaps being, you know, maybe too predictable and maybe not as important enough as, you know, a championship match, for instance. Um, there's just something to me that I think this entire month of Becky having to like You know, toy with suspensions, having to apologize to avoid it first of all, then being suspended and then being unsuspended. I think it's all just taken away from what has made this character so hot to begin with. I think she's just, she should just be somebody who's, who just wants to fight, you know, who's just a badass. And I think to me, if you just judge by this reaction that this segment got tonight, I feel like she's cooled down a bit.
1: Uh, I, I I can certainly see that, you know, from from the level she was at um, a, uh, a month or two ago, it, it has somewhat cooled down a bit. Um, I, I thought that the positives on this show is that the audience still seems really hot for Kofi. And, and I thought largely they were still behind Becky. So I, I think just the fact that you have two baby faces that the audience do seem to be genuinely behind is, is a good thing because it's something that they've struggled with for quite some time with Um, the rest of the show was uh, I was happy to see the title go to Joe. I think that there's a lot there. Uh, The Kevin Owens kind of course correction from last week was at least a step in the right direction towards what I guess the initial plan was. And clearly this was what Owens was being designed for was this Brian feud. It's just coming a month early. And yeah, I mean, the rest of the matches were hardly anything to even break down. Like they were like really some quick stuff just to essentially get some familiar faces onto the show and make some final adjustments for Fastlane which feels like it's going to be a fine show but doesn't feel all that important outside of the top two matches feels like a filler B level show and
0: I think this go home show kind
1: of had that same vibe so that was Smackdown going into Fastlane on Sunday Um, any other thoughts on the show? Not really uh, do we have a feedback thread? Yes, we do. All right. Let us uh, let us go to the feedback. Do you want to start things off? Yeah, the board, for, first of
0: all, voted this episode 5.64, which is higher than Raw, but I think a bit low for SmackDown standards. First, we go to our Brandon from Oshawa who says... I feel like the WWE could and should have such a great tank team division right now. I really enjoyed the segment with The Bar, Hardys, Nakamura and Rusev and Black and Ricochet. I couldn't get too into it though because I just don't see any chemistry between Nakamura and Rusev or Black and Ricochet. I'm all for talking, taking guys who aren't doing anything and making the team out of them, but these don't feel like the right guys for it. If Truth had kept the title, I would have most... Almost wanted to, started to think John Cena was going to accept an open challenge at WrestleMania, but I'm so happy Joe finally got something, and I wouldn't mind seeing Joe Cena at WrestleMania. Now there are a lot of guys who don't have matches at Fastlane right now, and I think this is a good thing. Not everyone needs to be on every show. SmackDown does this some weeks, and I wish Raw would as well. Um, I'm having trouble logging in here. Can you continue? Yep. Andrew from Cape Breton, Smackdown Live is generally the better show, but since Survivor Series, you might as well call the show Smackdown 205 Live. I like 205 Live. They have great matches and it's generally well booked, but it doesn't seem to matter in the long run. Tonight, you still have the ongoing Raw Women's te- Women's title angle that, that has taken over both shows, turning the Smackdown Women's title into the secondary title. The NXT call-ups are also beating SmackDown tag teams before going for the Raw tag titles at the pay-per-view. I get it. The brand split is meaningless, but now we have too many titles with this much talent bleed over. I'm also starting to hate the look of the WWE title more and more. It doesn't help that John Way had probably beaten Brian in a match at some point over the past couple of months. What? Oh, he's Okay. It doesn't help that John and Way have probably beaten Brian in a match at some point over the past couple of months, let alone everyone else on the roster. So having this weird-looking title for a guy who keeps losing doesn't help. It seems like the SmackDown is going back to what it used to be. Raw's dress rehearsal with some extra guys. Five out of ten show. Guys worked hard. Glad Joe is the U.S. champ, but it's, it's becoming more and more
1: like the minor league WWE. All right, I'm in here. MJ, it hit me tonight. Brian A.J., Joe, KO, Almas, Ray, Nakamura, Cesaro, Ricochet, Black, all on SmackDown. The in-ring talent is incredible. There is no reason with all the talent on the roster, the IC, and US, the IC and U.S. titles shouldn't be elevated by great in-ring matches. Being any kind of champion on this roster should mean something. Tonight's four-way was great. Highlight, to me, was the good in-ring and those title matches will be anticipated and the belt will get over. Of these five individuals, who do you think we get singles matches from at Mania? Shane McMahon. John Cena, The Undertaker, Roman, and Kurt Angle. I think um, my guess would be Roman. all of them except for Taker. Singles math with Shane. Yeah,
0: okay, because I guess you have The Miz. Who do you see? Cena's going to have
1: a singles match, I would assume. Roman is going to have. I, I can't imagine Roman in anything but a singles match. I don't see a tag. And I, I guess maybe Angle. It seems like they're building to something. I just, I don't know how much buzz there is for that. And I don't see Taker getting a singles match this year. I don't really see Angle doing
0: a whole lot, but be perhaps in the Battle Royal, something like that, or a multi-man match of some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can and at finish... one sorry. oh sorry, go
1: ahead. No, you can finish. And at what point does the 15-plus matches bury guys whomever has just so low down the priority list the ad for fastlane on the network is advertising the shield is reuniting for the last time ever well that's what that's what they're pushing the last time ever that's the tagline for the match yeah um okay yeah i mean whether it is or not that's that's their their selling point
0: yeah i mean I, i i can't necessarily feel like they you know have um I think they're probably under the impression that, that Ambrose isn't re-signing. But we still, anything can change up until the last day. So I think it's a great selling point. Jay from Colorado says, I just want to point out that Alistair Black uses LED candles in his entrance. It seems like they're keeping the working man's vampire theme going strong.
1: All right. Uh, next up, we have Jalen from Pickering. Like every year, Fastlane seems to get in the way of good TV and feud building. This year especially has felt abysmal on the SmackDown side. SmackDown feels extremely unimportant compared to Raw, and it feels like they've spent the last three weeks just throwing stuff out there to develop half-hearted programs for this Sunday. At least we get to hear Owens talk again, and Joe will get to actually be a threat. Until Cena pins him at Mania. Five Brian hiker outfits out of ten. Okay. Finally, Chris from, or wait, actually,
0: second lastly, from Chris from Queensland, Australia, Fastlane, more like Speed Bump. Honestly, I'll be able to assume most results with WrestleMania next month, and I can't say anything on this card stands out as must much must watch. Way in regards to my feedback to Raw last night, I was trying to say the needless vacation of the WWE Raw Women's Championship for Steph just to then hand it back to Ronda came across as very 2000s WCW Nitro. Also, that the championship being vacated then handed back to the former champion makes the championship seem less meaningful than before and less of an achievement should Becky or Charlotte win it from Ronda at WrestleMania. The WCW World Heavyweight Championship was vacated six times in the year 2000 alone,
1: and only one of those times was through legitimate injury. Joe from Niagara. Sad to hear about King Kong Bundy. Highlight of tonight was Joe winning the US title. Um, By the way, they did have a graphic at the beginning of the show for King Kong Bundy. Mm. Well-deserved and happy that Joe has something meaningful going into Mania. Do you think we see Joe versus Cena at WrestleMania or a multi-man match? Shout out to Daniel Bryan's dope life preserver. Marty McFly would be proud. Speaking of being proud, I'm sure Stone Cold tosses back a cold one every time Owens hits the stunner. The Miz and Shane thing was cute for a bit, but I'm done with it now. Hurry and the... Hurry and lose to the Usos at Fastlane and start to turn. We all know is coming. Way just purchased my new post-wrestling snapback hat, which is available at the post-wrestling store. Cheap plug. But seriously, guys, I'm a new patron and really enjoy what you guys are putting out. Keep up the great work and looking forward to all the future content. Well, Joe, you, you, you win the feedback of the night.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: Thank you, Joe. And that is our feedback for the night. Thank you, everybody. I felt last night's feedback at Raw. I mean, it was just, uh, man, no holds barred. On that, like what? Like more critical? People were just angry. They were very angry after Raw.
0: Um, Maybe the Rhonda thing, I think. um, Maybe people are just more, I don't know, passionate. I would say this show didn't really kind of. Uh, I, I don't think this,
1: this show is going to evoke uh, extreme feelings one way or the other. Yeah, thank you. There wasn't anything, you know. Gigantic on this show. Joe wins the title. I think most people will agree that's a that's a good move. Doesn't affect truth at all. Has his place on the show. All right, that's gonna bring an end to the show. But that's not it for us tonight. We will have the double shot coming at you uh, momentarily. Wayne and I will be going over uh, much more. And in the meantime, you can go to postwrestling.com and. Based on the next thing I post up there, that will be your update as to how my laptop is doing or or whatever means I have to do. Maybe I'm going to have to um, solicit everyone's phone number. I can just call with my update and do it over the phone with everybody. Um, that might yeah. be the technology I'm doing. Maybe sure. I'll just handwrite it and and snail mail it to everybody. Yeah. Quickly, com slash
0: Cup is where you can enter our uh, New Japan Cup 2019 Bracketology Contest, so just fill out your brackets uh, per, in that space provided before Friday. As well, we are still accepting selfie videos for uh our pair tickets to the G1 Super Show at Madison Square Garden. Just in 30 seconds, tell us why you want to main event Madison Square Garden.
1: And where can they post that or Inf- send it to? Info at postwrestling.com. All right, oh, no. so send send your 30-second or less promos to info at postwrestling.com, and we will go through the submissions on Thursday's Cafe Hangout and announce the winner of the two tickets to go to the Ring of Honor, New Japan, G1 Supercard, April the 6th at Madison Square Garden. So look forward to grabbing some of those promos, and that's it for us. Thank you for listening to Rewind to SmackDown.